All right, all right. This is Ken Sullivan of the Breathe In, Breathe Out. You're listening to Notable Nashville. This tune's called It's All Luck from now on. You know you done it. You know you 
All right, awesome. That was Ken Sullivan of the Breathe In, Breathe Out here on Notable Nashville. I'm your host, Groove Dr. J. Thanks for stopping by, dude. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so as a band, you all live together and here in Nashville making music. Do you all get along pretty well? Uh, yeah, pretty well. Um, definitely had worse roommates. Uh, can't say the place is as cool as your place, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we at home, I am sitting on this immaculate couch. Uh, it's pretty old, man. It. it looks like it's got to be 19th century, at least in the aesthetics. Probably, yeah. Um, I'm seeing here a perfect symmetry on the cushions <laughs> with these two, um, it looks like <laughs> ladies riding these horses. Yeah, I, know, these, I never uh, actually took notice of the couch much. Stuff. Yeah. Dude, the, when I walked in here, this is the first thing I noticed. <laughs> I was like, Jordan's got a couch. <laughs> Not only is it a couch, it's a loveseat couch with some really ornate drawings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, thanks to my landlord. That's his land, my landlord's couch. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, another thing you should thank your landlord about. So I brought these Anchor Steam beers from Sam Fran, they got the little anchor on them, and, the and I really do appreciate it. You're the first guy that has brought beverages for the host. That is just appalling, <laughs> especially in a place like Nashville, <laughs> where hospitality is everything. But going back to this bottle, like, so it's got this anchor on it and this rope, and then we go outside for a smoke break a second ago, and you've got these like. You got it looks like it looks like your porch was like rigged up on a dock. Like yeah. Nashville at one point was by the ocean. Right. Or maybe your like landlord is planning for something that's gonna happen <laughs> with that because it's set up. Noah's like, Ark type of deal. Yeah. You could send you could send a boat through. It'd be party. I mean he's got like ropes and these like really cool looking wood. And end of the end of the bit, this looks like a great house to live in and the band would love to switch do a little switch yeah, for flip, a week. Okay. And, uh, and then you could see how nice my roommates are yeah. after we like, after the place you know looks at the end of that week. You can make your assumption. okay, yeah. But they are great guys, love okay. them both. Um, I don't live with the full band right now. It is um, there's three of us in our place over on the west side. We're like a couple streets away from Stone Fox, which is nice. Oh, sweet, yeah. Walk down west there. Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I live with James Cox and Javi Jones. Okay. Um, what do they both do in the band? Well, James, uh, he is does lead guitar, rhythm guitar, 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 guitar. Uh, guitar. He's also a great keyboard player. Okay, cool. Javi, up until recently, was on the bass, but the bass is, was kind of like the instrument he was relegated to mm-hmm. because we just didn't find anyone that we really enjoyed on the bass or anyone that enjoyed playing with us on the bass. Yeah, so, you know. So he was stuck in that position for a while, um, but he's really a solid guitar player, mandolin player. He does dobro and Weisenborn. Wow, uh, that's pedals. awesome. Anything with strings, uh-huh. he's like all about. Okay. Um, he's just what kind about of a piano? Kid. He's got no, strings he in the do back. Piano. <laughs> yeah, it's true. If you can't strum it, he oh, can't, he can't you do won't it. Touch it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we all live together. It's a merry little bunch. Yeah. Just a bunch of books everywhere. Well, I'll talk Shit to my roommates and up. see if, you know, they want to do the flip-flop and we'll see. <laughs> you got my numbers. So. All right. Well, you guys describe your sound as a psychedelic stoner rock. You know, I remember a teenager going to these festivals, everybody smoking the marijuana. Um, all right. What's your type of scene as far as like playing out? Do you guys play any festivals or 
Um, are you mostly like house venues? And- would that would we would that we were that big to be playing the festivals we want to play? Though uh-huh. this year we did get to play a festival outside of town, which is a lot of fun. It's Wild Wild Fest. It was in their third year. Oh, okay, and that was a great experience. Um, Where was that at? It was uh, basically at this place called Hippie Hill, um, outside of Christiana, Tennessee. Okay. It's it's like a trip getting up there because when you get there, it's kind of, you know, it's like this basically. Uh, how what's the best way to describe it? You can imagine if, if it's like at the end of the world had happened, right? And there was just like a couple of Mad Max style crazy like gangs of people left. There would be a gang of people up on this hippie hill that just loved to get jam down, out. jam out, and open their mind chakra, okay, and their butt chakra, <laughs> and every chakra in between. Um, <laughs> And just have a crazy, like, fucking freak-out fest. So uh-huh. it was wild. Um, they had all of these, like, couple structures that were, you know, not just tents. Like, a couple of, like, cabins were up in there, too. Because mm-hmm. there's, a like, a commune of people that live there normally during the, you yeah. know, when it's not the festival. Mm-hmm. So, it's this, so it was this weird mix. And there was, like, chickens and farm animals, like, just kind of walking around in the place. Dogs and stuff. Just nice. And the crazy thing about festivals is just that, like, um, the amazing uh, variance and people, you know, all these uh-huh. different kinds of people. Yeah. I mean, they, I guess they all still kind of fit under the subcategory of, like, freaky, but there's mm-hmm. so many different flavors of freaky. Oh, yeah. So it's really cool to be there. But back to, like, I guess the um, the naming of the genre as, like, stoner psychedelic rock that's just i mean that's the thing about the genre titles is that they they really just don't do anything service do they no really? they really don't because you gotta generalize things mm-hmm. and you know just listen to the music and mm. yeah because it's like it's like what, what is psychedelic even like what does that mean i mean if we go back to the roots of the word it, it kind of just means like anything that you know astounds the mind mm-hmm. or whatever so i mean is what is psychedelic is it just a bunch of delay and reverb and like kind of spacey vocals or is it you know is it like a really crunchy tone or like you know experimented electronic beats or something like that yeah that's a good i question. don't know is it is it is it that or is it something else because someone else's idea of psychedelic is totally different from another's but mine is really anything that just like is earnestly trying to place the viewer and the performer in like a different state you know Mm -hmm. a different state of mind Mm -hmm. yeah whatever that may be okay and that's what we try to do in the band coupled with stoners (laughs) stoner uh symbols and philosophies okay well yeah i mean i like that about you know your band i read somewhere that you kind of um, include the audience as your part of your band. You you have like an all inclusive vibe. Um, I don't know where you read that. <laughs> it's on Facebook. It said the breathe in, uh, breathe out. You know we are the four. Is there four members or five? Um, we are the whatever members. There's four right now. Um, there potentially might be a fifth member coming on, but no. we'll keep that hush all for right, hush, hush. all the fifteen people that give a shit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so it said that you know we are the band members, but also. Whoever breathes in, breathes out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, don't read into that bullshit too much. <laughs> Tell you the truth, I can be I uh, the the audience will get an experience, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they'll feel like they're included in it, can't really say it's for them. them. Yeah. It, it all depends on the show, really. It all depends right. on how we're feeling mm-hmm. at that moment, you know. Um, thank God we don't have to do this for a living or under any contractual obligations. So there's no like way we have to be right now on stage. Like, you know, I mean, we're not famous or anything. Yeah. Not, and so like, there's no one's coming with an expectation of what we're supposed to sound like. I mean, they're coming with their own expectations to a show. Like if it's just another fucking five bands thrown together in Nashville for $5, like that you've seen a million times and yeah. you're just like, and if you're kind of dead there, that's, that's your own expectation coming to it. Um, what we try to do to that is just shake things up a bit, you know? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I'm sure some people really do like kind of feel included get into it and feel included. And I'm sure there's other people that feel like we're doing horrible, horrible, horrible (laughs) things to them and we should be stopped. (laughs) I've never been to one of your shows, but I'll the judge i guess well hopefully I'm... you can come to the mercy lounge on tuesday oh so shameless this plug will probably be aired before then so everyone can just think about it um you mean this will be aired plug. after the show or before the show i'm just guessing like it must take like five or six days to kind of get everything yeah. edited we've got we've got a show coming up you know before this one but um, yeah we'll, so we'll see. It'll, everyone will be like oh fuck not this tuesday <laughs> but outside of this you should totally come. okay yeah That'll be fun. Anyway, nah, did not mean to derail you. There. No, 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 that's all right. I, I like, you know, when we get some good conversations. But um, who do you, who do you kind of look up musically? Look up to musically? Um, or who do I look up? Or as far as like influences and stuff, what influences your music? Influences my music. That is one of those questions that I sincerely hate, <laughs> because if I were to even attempt to like give you a honest answer this whole thing would just like fall apart and be oh, okay. boring and we'd yeah. be like well let me tell you like bro- like broken down from category to like <laughs> era to significance to blow it well what's what's, be, I've what's read on, a fucking book about it. <laughs> what's on your record player right now Ken Sullivan <laughs> okay I can do that question yeah what's yeah. on your record player right now well I've been listening to that new Father John Misty album a good bit okay um, haven't heard that one yet Oh, it's dope. He's got yeah. some great songs on there. Mm-hmm. Bored in the USA. The Night John Tillman Came to Our Apartment. Honey Bear. They're just really sweet. He's got a very, like, his lyricism is really biting and it gets there. And I haven't really heard anyone that, like, cutting in a while lyrically, just saying shit that people should hear that's, like, depressing and fucked up mm-hmm. or whatever. And especially in that kind of, like, indie world you know yeah i feel like a lot of in that and i'm making bracket quotations here people indie world there's like there's a there's like a a formula has started to like come about Mm -hmm. and it seems like colorful lyrics like just kind of waving tones this thing called the indie chant which me and james have like kind of coined any like any kind of song that comes out nowadays that has this kind of like chant to it yeah. um, really the example is Where the Wild Things Are the song that's on that the, uh-huh. 
They yeah. started it. They were like the seminal influence on the indie chant oh, okay. six or seven years ago. And now every single fucking band has that. What That's I'm getting true. to, my point, is that Father John Misty, the dude that was from the Fleet Foxes, like he's from that world and uh-huh. he's saying things that other people aren't saying. Yeah. So I dig his record right now a lot. I'm really excited about the new Unknown Mortal Orchestra record coming out. Cool. They are, in my opinion, um, the most interesting of like the psychedelic, here comes the brackets again, people, genre. Um, they, uh, they just, I mean, his guitar work's phenomenal. His, uh, his recording styles are so great. There's so mm-hmm. much jazz influence in it. It's, it's unbelievable. So there's the two modern people I've been listening to. Ah, I'll have to check those out. Yeah. If you want to know about, um, people that I've listened to forever, ah, fuck it. That's going to take like 10 minutes. <laughs> no, that's all right. There's uh, a lot of them. There's a lot. Well, let's talk about your EP lungs that you guys, when did you guys release that lungs? Yeah, we released that. Um, what was it like three weeks, two or three weeks ago? Okay. Something like that. Um, Released sounds really official. What we did like, was we put, put them online. Okay. And we put them on a bunch of places. And now we just have stuff for people to hear. Whereas before, you know, we had a couple of like, you know, practice recordings or people doing iPhones at shows or whatever. But mm-hmm. these are these strike a little better at what the sound is, you know. Okay. Well, what's one song that you would want people to hear if we got one song to if play? We got one song... Hmm. Unless you play a live one, but I want to play one off off the EP here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, there's only three to pick from. I don't know. Don't do bell buttons. Either Honey Guzzler or Ghost Cigarettes. Uh, How about Honey Guzzler? Honey I like Guzzler. the name. Yeah. Let's do the Guzzler. All right, here we go.
All right, sweet. That was Honey Guzzler off of Lungs, the Breathe In, Breathe Out. So have you guys ever been played on Lightning 100 before or anything like that? No. Never really tried to be played on Lightning 100. Not a bad idea, though. Yeah. I hear a lot of kids are listening to it these days. (laughs) They got that whole live on the green thing. I hear that coming through the waves and stuff like that. And that seems all well and good. Mm -hmm. I just said well. Well and good. And I just, actually, this is funny, but the other day, James, who has been mentioned previously, (laughs) is kind of a recurring figure in my life Mm -hmm. and dreams. Anyway, James comes home and he's got this big old stupid fucking grin on his face. And he's like, did you hear the news? And I was like, no, James, what news, what news could this be that has brought you to this state? And he says, it's Wells. Wells Adams, he is no longer a part of Lightning 100. And I was taken aback because, what? I mean, I guess I've been in town for nearly three years now, mm-hmm. uh, maybe over three years. Yeah. And I've always been used to whenever I was just like, had nothing better to do but dial back on my Lightning, you know, on uh, the radio. I eventually come across Lightning 100 and I hear Wells Adams' cool-ass fucking voice <laughs> when Wells smells a hit and he's just like, all right, uh, Delta, Delta Saints, fucking great band. You're going to fucking love them. I'm Wells Adams. Out. And that was great. And so it was cool, I guess. It was cool. He was a great guy. He yeah. was a good I like DJ Wells Adams. I like him in the morning. Well, Up I, and Adam with Wells Adams. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Apparently, the news is that he's no longer going to be in Lightning 100. Um, he's going to some other radio station. And again, um, I got this from James. So this is a secondary source. I so haven't don't, checked this Don't online. email Ken. Don't email Ken don't, about Yeah. If this isn't true, don't start some kind of social media thing. I'm very slow with actually getting onto social media. So like, it might take me three or four days to respond <laughs> to you. And that's just not the speed at which people work, I've realized. No. So just don't bother. But what I hear is that um, Hamill, I guess that would make him like a uh, flagship commander, as I'd like to imagine it there. Because it's, and Hamill, uh, I think he's going to do a good job uh, as flagship commander because, you know, he's he's a humble, he's a humble figure. You're like, you know, it's about the music. It's not about the radio personality. And um, and I just love what he talks about uh, beer bands and bingo. It's a great thing he does <laughs> over there. And um they do those open mic nights at Jed's Sports Bar and Grill. Did Justin Hamill just get here? What? Justin is, Hamill? Is, are you Justin <laughs> Hamill? Oh, you're so funny, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, you're so funny. No, I just do stupid impressions Lightning to amuse 100. myself. That, that's what I noticed about Hamill, though. He always, uh, you know, he says Lightning 100 in a very, you know, the same way every time. Lightning 100. He waits oh, for the yeah. 100. Waits for it. Should, so, so he holds on that ing. Yeah, lightning 100. Mm. Mm-hmm, so listen to it next time. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have to do it in. Anyway, great station. <laughs> Better tune in. Though I do like the NPR station in town too, 90.3. Yeah, they play, they play a lot shit. of classical. They play... Nah, dude, that's 91.3. Well, I thought it was 91.3. 91. No, they, they have 91.1, which is the oh, yeah, that's station. It. Yeah. And they have 90.3, which right. is like usually... Their talk thing. They might play some music at night. They have echoes. They have echoes at three from like two in the morning to like five in the morning. You're listening to echoes. Echoes. With a new track by 
Scandinavian artist Mang Shou Pi with his electronic beats that excite the mind and astound the brain. Listen in. And then it's like atmospheric. like <laughs> Nothing like those sounds I'm making because I can't do it because I'm not a computer. I'm not a goddamn computer. But, um... I yeah, feel, so I feel like that. you should be the host of the show. I mean, you got a great voice. You got all these uh, different, you know. Oh, I feel like you should fill in for me sometime. That compliment cuts right here in the heart space. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. All those people in Hippie Hill are opening up their various chakras to that. Right. Probably their heart chakra. All right. Well, you want to play another song? Uh, is it that time? Or is- can we bullshit about shit? I mean, let's see what, what we time got are here. we at. We got like fifteen. I don't know. Let me see here. I mean, the cool thing about um, podcasts, we got about twenty-five minutes. So five more minutes will make it thirty. Or you can, if you got something uh, really exciting you want to talk about. Really exciting! I want to talk about. How's that anchor? What is this called? Anchor, anchor steam, steam beer. Anchor steam. It's good. It's not an IPA, is it? No, it's some kind of brown, brown ale. Milk. Maybe it's an amber. It's it, it doesn't say. They've really done a poor job of telling yeah. you what it is, what the alcohol <laughs> percentage is. You should be recording for this. I am. You are recording for yeah, this? Great. This is all recorded. This is good. Um, I, it is a really beautiful bottle, though. The symbols are throughout. I mean, you got this rope that kind of looks like the caduceus of Hermes that they use in restaurants. I really hope Anchor Steam Beer sponsors us after this. They better. You should just, every podcast, you should say, and this is brought to you by Anchor, Anchor Steam, Steam Beer. Anchor Steam Beer. Brought the, and then now you've got this thing where the people that come, you're just they, like, they always they bring Anchor Steam Beer. better bring you some yeah. Anchor Steam. Right. You know? And then when Anchor Steam finally picks you up, you'll have all the Anchor Steam you ever want. They'll just ship you boatloads of it. That sounds good right to me. Right up to your back porch, mm-hmm. which is just designed which for Which is it. a dock mm-hmm. out into the so As soon as they get abyss. those boats on grass to fly on. <laughs> Up into your porch space and drop off the anchor steam. <laughs> um, but important things I have to say before we get back to the music. Um, okay, there's a lot of important things I have to say. Um, but they can wait till after the song. So All right. Let's do the song. All right, let's do the song. Do you want me to say anything about the song before I play it? Yeah? Okay, I'll do it. So... Yeah, you can't really hear this song with this live yet. Just wrote it a couple of days ago. So let's come up with the name for it. Um, okay, right now the tentative title is That Time Ken Sullivan Came and Did a Notable Nashville Podcast. Here we go. fields on that horse you stole while the chickens fly overhead when will you ride one down to the riverbed in a sweet 
swim like you've never swam before. Mm. Hold your breath outside the temple door. Yeah, you swim like you never swam before. Mm. Golden guild, who could ever ask for more? Just let it go. Something moves down below. Oh, reaching for the light. Picture show. We've been here before. We've been here Center there is a tree where the shadow of myself waits for me with his red eyes like the plane you sometimes ride reflecting pools of wonder stab a knife in my side new song entitled here on notable nashville or something like that you just go you can just go back to the you'll just find it from whatever i said <laughs> you'll make it it's it's it's, on it's good it's, it's good down. so do you do what do you do besides uh in the band you know playing music and stuff well what i do to fund my addiction to playing music is i got two main modes of income right now okay um one of them's definitely more straightforward i work at this uh vegan restaurant called the wild cow fantastic fucking food wild cow check it out never been even if you are like a tried and true like sausage inhaler try this place out it's really convincing especially their french quarter dip from the philly all right tell them i sent you um, and the second job is a little, to me, it's not really a big deal, and I don't think it should be a big deal to anybody, but uh, the way I make money on the side is uh, do these nude modelings for classes. Ah, um, me too. Some, 
No way. No. It's a pretty small circle. <laughs> I feel like I would have seen you. <laughs> I've got too much of a beer hall. gut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'll be surprised, man. Artists just want to draw people. Mm-hmm. And artists aren't really the type that really care about what is thought of conventionally as sexy. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, they would definitely take a beer gut. That's a There's okay. angles to master in a beer gut, and they... Yeah, and some shading. Shading, Shading, yeah. There's lighting to be considered. (laughs) They could make your beer gut look really fucking cool. (laughs) And um, yeah, that's a that was a great little job that just kind of fell in my lap. And it's one of the few things that I actually decided, like, oh, I think I'll do this. You know, I'm one of the guys that kind of lets things pass me by. Mm -hmm. Just a very um, eh, fuck it kind of personality and attitude towards a lot of the opportunities that come towards you in life. But um, anyway, we can get into the Tao of me at a different time. Well, no, I, I, it's very enlightening. You know, your sense of... Uh, God, these are good beers. They are. They really are good beers. Man, Anchor Steam beer. You should go pick them up at your local store anywhere. Did you hear that, Anchor Steam? We're plugging your shit. <laughs> Get in touch with Jordan. Groove Dr. Jake. Have like 20, maybe 30 new buyers of this stuff. And that's Probably. And show in your market sales. It really is. It's going to show, Anchor. And the one thing you should show to us is just what the percentage of alcohol by volume. Content. I've been looking this bottle up and down. I can't find it Four, anywhere. five. Bullshit. I'm going to say 5.5. Budweiser is like four. Or yeah, five. yeah, yeah. That's that's like That's like me. the average. That's For, This is... This is something stronger. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't think this is Colorado Rocky 10% and go die beer, but I'm, I would guess it's somewhere in the sevens. You think? Maybe high sixes. Maybe it could you be a 6.5. Um, but, you know, in all my years of drinking beer, uh, legal and otherwise, I think I've got at least a dilettante's knowledge of, you know, just what I'm drinking, even when they don't put it down. I've got a computer right here, so I'm looking it up. Okay, do it. Let's find it. You can't hide from us, Anchor Steam. What are you feeding us? What's in the water? What is in the water? Let's see here. All right, you ready for it? I'm ready. 4.9. Fucking really? 4.9. I just sounded like a blowhard. I didn't know shit that I was talking about. Well, this 4.9 is giving me quite the buzz. (laughs) Gotta say. So uh, we're, uh, you know, running out of time here at Notable Nashville Studio. But um, if you have anything, any stories of other workplaces that you want to. uh, Workplace stories. uh, What about, I saw you at the Riviera. You didn't see me at the Riviera. That place closed down years ago. I know. I was there and I was waiting for a table and it took me an hour and a half. Jordan so I said, you know me. what? I'm I'm walking out of here. Did you really wait an hour and a half? Because <laughs> no. we had a night actually where we were really understaffed and a lot of people just like waited and walked out. But we don't need to fake this segue. We talked about this smoking cigarettes <laughs> outside like 10 minutes ago. Or I was smoking a cigarette and you were asking me about my work. I was smoking I just, a cigar. We were. T- oh yeah, that's right. You had those stokes. And... Um, how did we get on the topic of French? I don't remember. We got on the topic of French because it's the bullshit. Well, no, let me say that again. It's not the bullshit language. I'm the bullshit speaker of a language that likes to just have fun and dick around with French. So I worked at this restaurant that was a French restaurant. 
called the Riviera Provincial Grill, which is closed for some two Great years food. now. <laughs> you wouldn't know, man. You wouldn't know if you knew about the Riviera. Hey, I would know. I would have known hey, you before here. I was here. I was here though back in two thousand and eight, so I could have been there. Two thousand eight. Yeah, this place wasn't around two thousand eight, man. Oh, it wasn't okay. I thought you said two years ago. It's not 2010. <laughs> this is 2015. This is like 2013. Oh, okay. 2012. It's around there. But, um, okay. Oh, so you wanted to hear a story. Okay. I do have a great story from this place. So, great food, amazing people, um, but they were old school and the place was dying. This place was falling down and the ship was going to crash. There wasn't much left light in this place because they didn't do what you have to do nowadays. They didn't like have an Instagram and put their like photos of their food. So like, you know, people with like food porn problems can like get their fix. They didn't do that. Then the social media thing. I mean, the owner and the chef was this like 64 year old Frenchman who could give two fucks about that kind of shit. He just wanted to make amazing food, which he did and drink a lot because he was French. It was great. We got to drink a lot in that place. A lot of wine. Um, a lot of wine because sometimes some of the weeks like the pay would be so bad that he would feel so bad that he would just give me like two bottles of wine and say like thanks for continuing to come back here not knowing that I was in fucking love with the place that's a pretty because I got to like bullshit people left and right okay so one thing I like to do to tables I hope no one gets a bad impression about me as a waiter if they come to see me at the wild cow because I'm not I'm not usually as um, you know I don't usually have ulterior motives, but in this case, um, what something I would do is I would, uh, I would, you know, I'd do like the French talk and stuff like that, and like, you know, and so people would think I was French or whatever, and they would ask me like, how do you know French and stuff like that? And it's like, oh, I spent a couple years in college back there, blah blah blah, and I'd say, you know, it's, it's this little French custom that people like to do, you know, to kind of show your appreciation for the service or blah blah, blah on top of leaving a tip um, if you ordered wine or anything like that like a bottle of wine you would leave like a, a, like a glass's worth of wine in the bottle for the wait staff like as your way of saying thank you so I would get a lot of free drinks wow. uh, from people <laughs> thinking they were like holding up to some tradition that I just made up on that's crazy it was a lot of fun but that the another story there when this place was falling apart we, they had a guy a new guy that was working there named Nate Nathan and he was um, an older gentleman, uh, probably in his 40s, starting to gray, kind of oiled his hair back in a pompadour still. Mm-hmm. Kind of looked like, I don't know, you can imagine his past, interesting past. Yeah. And there was this dishwasher. What the fuck was that guy's name? It's been a Marvin. minute. Marvin. It started with an M. Really? Yeah. It wasn't Marvin, though. I feel like I get telepathic I think it was Marcus, vibes. though. I want to say Marcus. it was Marcus. Okay. And thank you for the telepathy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Um, and this this guy, he was kind of like a dishwashing tyrant, you know? Everyone suspected that he'd been stealing liquor from the place for mm-hmm. a little while, but no one could quite get it on him. Yeah. And he was kind of a bit of a hustler. Like, even if you had a shitty lunch or dinner shift and he only made, like... 15 or 20 bucks like he wanted his cut he wanted to be tipped out you know which was kind of ridiculous so he was doing that he was trying to hustle a new guy and it was one of those lunch shifts where we were like fucking no one showed up maybe three tables had showed up so we had like a couple bucks between the two of us 
And it's like, no, not today. And so the dishwasher goes, oh, I'll wait. And so he waits. After his shift, he like sits down in a chair and he's just waiting to get paid. And it's obvious that he's not going to go. So Nathan comes out and he says, like, I'm not going to pay today. We haven't made any money. I'm not going to do it. And he goes, like, I want my motherfucking money. He gets all fucking upset. He start, they start yelling at him wow. and stuff like that. And there was still a table like in the restaurant at this point. There's like one like lone table at like three o'clock, still there from lunch. There was like a couple old ladies like talking about some book they read, some like small little book club. Mm-hmm. And this fucking fiasco starts to come up. So he's like, I want my motherfucking money. I'm gonna give my motherfucking money. And he like storms back into the kitchen. And Jacques was still there. He was the chef and you could hear him like kind of yelling at him. And uh, Nathan follows him back into the kitchen. And I, of course, because I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen, follow him back in the kitchen. <laughs> so fucking Marcus has gone into the dish pit and he comes back with like a serrated steak knife. And he's like, he's got it pointed at Nate. Um, wow. And Nate, and this is the part that's fucking amazing. Nate, like, just totally, completely calm, completely collected. Just like, all right, you want to do this? He goes over to the kitchen side, takes three knives off of, like, the rack, like a cleaver, and, like, just, like, big fucking knives. Mm -hmm. And he tosses one over to Marcus, and he's like, you're going to need a bigger knife. And he gets into this crazy fucking, like, knife fighting stance oh my like, gosh. what the fuck little <laughs> did I know that Nathan's like pastime what he enjoys doing is like learning how to use blades what? like so he that's what he fucking loves to do and so he gets into this like Filipino knife fighting style which looks <laughs> crazy it looks like he's going to like stab you four times in the chest and you're not even gonna know what he did what? fucking thing and so Marcus after seeing this display, just puts down the knife, walks out of the place, gets fired the next day. But um, after Jeez. that, I always called him Nate the Knife. Because, Nate the knife. And I should write a song about that fucker. Nate the Knife. <laughs> if, I, if, I was, if I had a little bit more of a kind of country balladeer edge to me, I would write a whole concept album about Nate the <laughs> Knife. Dude was an interesting man. That was just one of his stories. Um, but he was a good guy. So, in signing off to this, let's cheers. little cheers to Nate the Knife, wherever he may be. All right, Nate the Knife. And um, again, I'm in a band called The Breathe and Breathe Out. And Ken if you Sullivan. look really hard, you can probably find us playing around town. Uh, yeah, we just love the shit out of you. Thanks for listening. And uh, Hare Krishna. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Notable Nashville Podcast. We apologize, but we ran out of time for Gary's Pick of the Week this week, but it'll be back next week. You can follow us on Twitter at Notable underscore Nash, like us on Facebook, and keep up with in-studio pictures on Instagram. Big special thanks to Ken Fritz of General Joystick for writing our theme song. Also, a big thanks to Ken Sullivan for making a stop here. If you're an artist inquiring about joining us on the show, please visit NotableNashville.com. Content of Notable Nashville produced by Jordan Johansson and Gary Brannigan. Yeah.